Hi, I'm Lawrence Cruz. I'm one of the pastors at Clearview Community Church. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're excited. At all four campuses, we're beginning a brand new series this week, and it's called Awaiting Jesus. It's the Advent season where we are anticipating all that Christmas means. Well, the title of the message today is Awaiting His Promise. And we're going to turn our heart's attention to the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verses 1 through 7. Before we read them, I want to make this statement to you. This is good news. Are you ready? When enemies threaten God's people, they are delivered by God's light, shining in the gloomy darkness of this world. Father, I pray that as we walk through your word, uh, that you would just illuminate our hearts, Lord, and help us to know you like we've never known you before. Amen. Friends, I want you to consider this with me before we read. The book was written about 500 years before Christ was born. It's the words of Isaiah. People think that he lived about 700 years before Christ was born. And then it was written, his words were written about 500 years before. So you get it, a few years after Isaiah spoke them, they're written down. What's the point? We've got centuries before Jesus comes on the scene that these words we're gonna walk through today were spoken and written for us to consider today. Here we go, Isaiah 9, beginning at verse one. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. Oh, in the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. Okay, so, hey, I was the guy new to this church scene as a kid, I had no clue about it. What does that mean? Here's the, here's the short takeaway. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali was home to Jesus. Okay, remember the 500 year period in between, between Isaiah and Jesus, at least 500 years? Okay, what? Isaiah, the land of Zebulun and Naphtali were humbled, but in the future, he says, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation. Oh, you have increased their joy. They rejoice. Oh, that feels good to me saying it. Before you, as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders. Can you get this imagery? The rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning. It'll be fuel for the fire. For to us, a child is born. What? To us, a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders. 
and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. And of the greatness of his government and of his peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing it, upholding it. How? With justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. How can this be? Oh, listen. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Oh, Father, add a blessing to the reading and hearing of your word today. Friends, in his previous messages, this prophet Isaiah, he focused so often on the spiritual needs of his people. That's like my calling, our calling as pastors, right? That's what Isaiah did. But in this section of, of scripture that we just read today, he was focusing and dealing with the political situation, that's not my lane, and the failure of leaders to trust the Lord. He shifted his focus, and boy, it applies to the land in which we're living even today, I believe that. He said these words, these, this, is, these, this is my summary, as a result of not trusting in God, a spirit of anguish and distress gripped the hearts of people. Do you know today I experience that as I meet with people? When they choose not to trust in the Lord, anguish and distress, it defines who they are. They felt completely helpless. The people were living in a war-torn nation. We're back in Isaiah's time, right? Most of the nation had already fallen to this group of people, right? The Assyrians who had swept across the land. The Bible says like the mighty floodwaters of the Euphrates River. <laughs> you ever seen a mighty flood? It's on the news all the time, devastation, nothing anyone can do. That's what it felt like when the Assyrians took over. It was indeed, what, a dark, dismal, hopeless day for the people of Judah, for God's people. Now I want you to now get all this, remember? Isaiah 700 years, written 500 years, Jesus on the scene. Back to Isaiah, when he's talking these words, and, and he's talking the, about this devastating invasion, he was talking about something at that time that had not yet even happened. He was a prophet. And he was predicting this great invasion by Assyria. It had not yet happened. I'm like, wow, these words now are even more fascinating to me. He was warning the people that their sin, their rebellion against God, would bring terrible judgment, even upon their own lives. Their wickedness would be the cause of terrible days of anguish and distress. What a message! but he doesn't leave it there. Nevertheless, he closes, his, he closes his prophecy with a wonderful promise. He says, people, listen, 
you will be delivered by God's wonderful light. In fact, his very presence is going to come and shine in the midst of your agonizing despair. Oh, what a message. Okay, come with me. Fast forward to today. We're living in 2022, soon to be 23. Not trusting in God, my friend, is also the cause of so many terrible days of anguish and distress, even in our time. What, just look at the world, and I'm not a pessimist. I don't like to focus on all the negative. That's not my deal at all, but, but, but to live and breathe and be awake, you can't not see it. It's everywhere, calamity, anguish. Some people getting affected certainly way more than I am. But do I trust in God? Do I have hope? I want to tell you, yes, I trust in God. And I do have hope. Friend, do you? You who are watching, you who are listening, do you have hope? So much of life is waiting, isn't it? Lineups, <laughs> We, nobody and People generally don't like to wait. In fact, it could be said that all of life is waiting. Waiting for what? The next day? How about for the future? Let's press it a bit. How about eternity? What's that going to look like? In our waiting, how should we live? What's a good posture in light of what we've read? In light of the fact that we can trust in God? And again, I do tell you how we should live. Let's worship God. And here's how we worship God, even in our waiting. We, we do so when we wait patiently. That's right. Here's what I've learned about me. <laughs> Some of you don't know me. Most of you probably don't know me, but here's the deal. When I don't wait well, life doesn't go well. <laughs> What I mean by that, if I acted impatiently and I hastily do things, it usually makes things worse. Simple message, Lawrence, while you're waiting, wait patiently. Here's the next way that we can wait. Wait with purpose. Wait purposefully. As we wait for the return of Jesus Christ, we can do what? With purpose, do what? Share the good news with people and invite others to come and share in the fact that even though times are tough and distress is everywhere, there is hope. And friends, that's exactly what I'm doing with you right now, waiting purposefully. And last, we can wait peacefully. Ah, I love it. You're going to hear the Christmas carols being sung in the mall and on the radio and people humming it. And you're going to hear that word peace. Listen for it now. The reason Christ came, the reason he was born on this earth, among other reasons, but was to bring peace to our hearts and even to the world at large. And so as we wait in the middle of distress and turmoil, we get to wait peacefully. We don't wait merely as peacekeepers, although that's good, but we get to be peacemakers, filled with the very presence of God, His very Spirit. What 
Yeah, how about seeing a situation and instead of just ignoring, taking the initiative to bring some hope and light and peace. Yeah, that's what we get to do as we wait patiently. In our waiting, Christ wants us, here it is, to turn to him and find this truth. He is the one we have been waiting for all along. He alone and nobody else is our hope, our satisfaction, and even our peace. And friends, we hope not only in the promise of Christ, but in the one who makes the promise. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, a couple of chapters early, we end with this. Therefore, the Lord himself, right? He's the one in whom we trust. He will give you a sign. What sign is it? Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. It's Christmas time. It's the time when we celebrate Emmanuel. You know what that means? God is with us. God is with us. Friend, do you know him? I do. And I would hate to miss the opportunity for you to know Christ the way that I do. Why don't you just pray with me this very simple prayer? Jesus, I believe that you are with me. Your name says Emmanuel, you're with us. I believe it. I want to meet you. Lord, lead me so I can get to know you more. Amen. Friend, you who prayed that prayer, I promise you on the authority of, <laughs> of God's person himself, he will indeed lead you to get to know him more. And when you meet him, you won't be disappointed. We'd love to help you meet Jesus. It's quite possible that Clearview Community Church will be one of the ways that God helps make makes that happen for you. Give us a call or consider coming to one of our services. Uh, we have them every weekend on Sundays and there's some stuff coming up at Christmas. What's the deal? Our website has all of the details, the phone number, service times, and uh, we'd love to help you get to know Jesus. Would you receive a blessing today? May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord be gracious to you. May the Lord make his face to shine brightly upon you and fill you with hope and peace. In Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. God bless you, friends. Thanks for watching.